0: Insurance the New Possible is back live at the Singapore Fintech Festival. I've got to say this before I introduce you. Normally at 3.30 in the afternoon on day two of any kind of convention like this, the energy level seems to be dropping. But I'm saying it's actually higher than it was even this morning. Anyway, I'd like to welcome Kel J. Lim, the regional head at GrabFin, to, to be on the show today. I cannot thank you enough for doing this, taking time out of your very busy day to sit with us and talk about Grab.
1: Thanks for having me. Thank
0: you. Thank it you. is my complete pleasure. So, so Kelda, you've been at Grab for 10 years, which, frankly, I find amazing. And I've been following the development of the company since inception. I mean, really since inception. I remember when it was announced. And to be fair, most people back then were like, never going to happen. Easy taxi, funded by Rocket Internet. I'm serious about this, though. Funded by Rocket Internet. This one's definitely going to die. Rocket always wins. I remember being in meetings like this. Talk to me about your lived experience there and just the evolution of the company.
1: Ah, oh, Thank you. Thanks for that. Thank you. Uh,
0: yeah. yeah, it's been 10 years. So, um, you know,
1: I I didn't, I didn't I'm didn't. i not the founder of Grab. I wish right. I was. I wish but, I was. Yeah, but, you uh, and me both. But, yeah, but uh, I did join Grab 10 years ago. Okay. And one of the first things I did at Grab was to launch the business in Singapore. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, right, because uh, it was originally based in Malaysia and then maybe in Thailand? That's right. Uh, Thailand and Singapore around the same time. Same time. time. Go yeah. ahead. Um, so back then we were a very different company. We were very much a taxi booking app. right? And it was founded by our real founders, Anthony and Ling, yep. um, to solve a safety, safe and reliable transport problem in, in Malaysia. Malaysia. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, since then we've, uh, evolved into other use cases, um, where we went into food deliveries, yep. grocery deliveries,
0: and financial services. Can you talk a little bit about like the internal discussions if you can, and not in detail, yeah. but just, you know, you start off for this safety reason. We want to make sure that ladies and gents that get into cars feel safe in a sort of taxi environment. And that makes perfect sense, right? And that business model had been kind of shown all over the world before yeah. that. Malaysia has its own idiosyncrasies. But when do you say to yourself, or like what was the mindset change where you said, you know, wait a second, we're already in kind of the transport business, but if we're delivering humans to places, can we deliver things to places mm-hmm. and to humans? Like, how did that evol- evolution happen? Yeah. Well, Do you remember? Yes. But you know what I mean, right? Yes, I,
1: I know, I know exactly what you mean. Go ahead. Um, you know, we, we, didn't, we didn't have a crystal ball, right? We, we, no. We, yeah. So, <laughs> um, but to your point about the, 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 fun times we had with the likes of Easy Taxi and then Uber <laughs> after that, right? right. Um, so we started off with a ride as a ride-hailing company. Uh, it's, it culminated in, um, sometime in 2018. 2018, you know, okay. That, that was when we, uh, we, it was a big milestone for us. And when we acquired the Uber's business in Southeast Asia.
0: I remember. Yeah. I remember reading about that actually. Yeah, it's a big, was a
1: It was a big event for us, right? Right. Um, you know, a small homegrown startup taking on a global giant.
0: Was there some no. concern about that? Do you know what I mean? Like conversations were like, yeah, this is going to be easy. Were they like, okay, this is going to be a real challenge for us kind of thing? Oh yeah, I mean when when Uber entered the, the market,
1: we you know they they were they were they were behemoth. They, they were behemoth. Were, yeah, yeah, that was
0: the exact word I was going to use. Go ahead. Yeah,
1: um, but it was in 2016, around 2016, when a similar thing happened in China. You know, there was with what DDM, DDM, DD basically did a deal with Uber. Ah, right. And then that's when we thought,
0: hmm, this is something we could potentially do as well. Right, right, right. right? You can kind of see the, no pun intended, but you can kind of read the tea leaves, right? Yeah. That Uber maybe didn't want to be in all of those markets at the same time because they were stretched a little thin too. That's, that's right. Even though that's they were right. huge, yeah?
1: And, and so that was what happened with us in Southeast Asia in 2018. Now, to your, back to your point about how do we then move into other things. Right, right, right. It came off the back of that. So before 2018, we had a really small food delivery business. Okay. In Indonesia. It was, okay. it was very small. But it's only after the acquisition of the Uber business in Southeast Asia, whereby we also inherited the Uber Eats business. Oh, really? So you were like, yeah.
0: okay, we bought, Uber, what is that thing? <laughs> <Kind> of, <laughs> well, oh, that's a, no, you know what I mean yeah. though, right? It wasn't like that, but okay, we get this as well. Yeah. We're either going to have it or we're not going to have it. Exactly. So we're we going to have it. We're going to make it big. Go and ahead. And we had
1: to decide, what do we do with it? Like, right. do, do we want to, um, Pick it up and, and run with it, or, or do we actually close it down because it's not our core? Right, right, you right. Know? But when we thought about it, like we if we want to be, uh, if we want, if we are in a business of making everyday life easy right. for our customers, right, right, right. Um, other than transportation, what else do they yeah. use every day? Right, right. And and so food delivery, ordering food was was definitely one area, and that's yeah. when we decided, okay, let's do it. We didn't have an app. We had because when we acquired Uber, it didn't come with the. A technology. food delivery app? You didn't come the technology. We had to. We actually had to um, white label the app. A lot, a lot really, of people really. don't know this, but we had to white label the app That's from really someone else. Uh, for two years before we built our own.
0: Yeah. yeah. You also, sorry, you just reminded me of something. Yeah. You don't have to talk about this if you don't want to. But you also built your own Maps app. That's right.
1: That's right. So right? Is,
0: yes. Sorry, go ahead. So what, what is that like internally again, where you're like, we now have the technological prowess as a big and growing company yeah. to say... Instead of paying away to Google for their maps data, yeah. we're just going to build our own and gather our own data because because we're here. This is what I've always thought. Because we're here, we know the ins and outs of Singapore yeah. because we're Singaporean. We know the ins and outs of Malaysia and Thailand because we're Thai and we're Malaysian. Yeah, and over time, as we build out that data, it's going to generate stuff for us as opposed to someone else, right? That's, that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah sorry, ex- go ahead.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Right. So. Um, so there was the cost element, yeah. Because as we were scaling up, the cost of using Google Maps was getting just explodes, getting really, really high. Yeah. And the second part really was, and I, and to me, it was the most important part, was that we were perhaps better positioned to build a better, better uh, map for our use case. That's my point, though, right? Yeah. Is because you we know have, it? Yeah. We have every single day millions of right. vehicles moving around yeah. Southeast Asia, yep. capturing, capturing. You know, giving updates on what is the traffic conditions, right? Like, right, right. What is the new yep. you know, new um, perhaps uh, roads and paths and you know,
0: a bridge is gone or a new bridge gets built or something stuff, yeah. yeah, right? in, yeah, yeah.
1: In, 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 in Southeast Asia there's a lot of these things. Right. And so so then we took that, that, that decision to do it. And, I got and it. happy to say that a hundred percent of our service now is running on our own maps. Right. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, but that's gotta be generative to you as well, right? Because every day you get more data which yeah. means every day the maps get better, which means every day the server should get better as That's well. Right. From the food delivery space, like when did things kind of coalesce into a super app, at least in your mind?
1: Yeah, so the next step we took from that point was to go into financial services. Now, how do we get to financial services? Yeah, go uh, ahead. It, it, I wish I could say, you know, we, we, we planned it from the very beginning. <laughs> right, right, right. That's definitely not the case. That never happened. So it started when we introduced Pay which is our wallet our e-wallet yep. yeah and uh, the objective of that really was not so much to go into financial services in a big way but but we wanted to to improve the the user experience on the our mobility right. um, business so essentially and it's something we learned from our competitors actually right because grab started off as a uh, cash only product i remember which made sense for this part of the world yeah um but but with a cashless experience um a customer, you know, a passenger can jump in on the jumping into his ride, get to this destination, and, jump and leave. Out. We have to deal with it's games. so easy, right? So that was GrabPay. <clears throat> Around the same time, we had also onboarded a lot of driver partners, yeah? right? And we realized that a lot of them are underserved and underbanked, right? So a lot of them have no access to credit, for example, right, right, right. And that's why that's where we thought, hey, you know, that this is a well, it's an area of need. But also an opportunity for us. Right. And that was when we also introduced our first lending product
0: to our
1: drivers. Yeah. Yeah. So this was back in 20... It was soon after the Uber acquisition, 2018.
0: Okay. Yeah. But can I ask you this? Now that GrabFin has been around for what? Three, five years, right? Five years. Not in its current state. Like when it was first started, right? First it was GrabPay just to make things easier. Then you're sitting there thinking, hmm we have merchants on the platform we're delivering food for them we've got drivers that are both driving people around but also driving food around we have this huge cohort of people that want to get paid but don't have access to other financial services what can we build for them at one point did you make the decision to say maybe this is kind of like a separate sub company Mm. not just for internal but Mm -hmm. maybe even for other uses when did that happen
1: yeah um so to answer that question let me bring you back to Grab's mission. Please, please, yeah? please. So yeah. Grab's mission is to drive Southeast Asia forward by empowering what we call everyday entrepreneurs. So everyday yeah. entrepreneurs yeah. includes our driver partners, delivery partners, and even our merchants. Yep. Um, and one way we saw to do that was to bring financial inclusion to to this group of um, customers, right? <clears throat> A lot of our driver partners, um, and also many of our small merchants, right. they are very underserved.
0: For sure. And because there's no other way to get to them.
1: That's right. And like I give an example, right? Uh, a bank in, let's say in Singapore, right. typically, you would, you would think that a lot of most people in Singapore are not are well served, right? but there's, there are regulations in Singapore which, which does not allow banks to lend to anyone who, who cannot show that they have at least $20,000 of income a year right, right, right and a lot right. of our driver partners fall into this category don't. so yeah. they don't have a choice they, they right. have to take loans from
0: either money lenders right which is just crushing or, or unlicensed right right right. like i'm gonna borrow twenty thousand dollars from that guy but i don't know what that guy does that's right and their interest rates are so high that that's i'm like, never gonna get out of this
1: it's not just the interest rates i i had a i had a <clears throat> I, I spoke to a recent a driver recently today right. um uh, who took a loan from a moneylender lender and right right and um, obviously the interest rates were high. you couldn't pay for it. They sent their collectors to come. It's, you know, speak in very loud, a very loud voice. Even true right. paint in their house right, right, just right. to intimidate them. Right, right? right. And so we saw almost like a almost like a responsibility for us
0: right. to serve to, to 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 meet that gap. But well, you want to take care of them, right? If you want to push South, Southeast Asia forward, yeah. Having them have to go to a moneylender and then get intimidated to pay it back is not driving things forward. That's right. right. Yeah.
1: And and so that's when we we thought, okay. You know, providing financial services to our drivers, our merchant partners, right, um, was really the right thing to do. Not just, not just financially, right, as a company, right, right. But right. It also helps with our, you know, bring our, bring financial inclusion to them. And when when and what we also found is drivers and merchants who take financial products with us, whether, whether it's a loan, whether it's an insurance product, or whether you know, uh, payments, they're actually more engaged on the on the
0: platform as well. Well, they'd have to be, yeah, almost by definition, right? Because if you have if you have no money, in, I'm just going to say in the bank, you're never checking your bank statement, Yeah. right? So if you're underserved, you have no way of doing that. You can't go like underneath your bed and be like, there's another dollar there. I'm just going to yeah. use dollar as a proxy for just money, right? But once it's digital mm-hmm. and you can see it, you say, oh, I saved a dollar this month, which which doesn't seem like a lot, but it's more than zero. Yeah. And once you get them involved then they can see the benefits of doing that and this is where financial inclusion really becomes powerful because once you can do that then you can offer them a whole bunch of other things around that yeah. that actually has a purpose
1: that's right and and we make we want to make it as seamless as possible yep. for them as well right yep. um, a, a merchant for example uh, one of our merchants is a merchant at a grab you can take a loan with us um without having to submit lots of documents because you yeah. know them h- we, know, their history, them. we already yeah. know how much money they're making right, on the right, grab right, right. platform Um, they, you know, when you, when you have to repay the loans, you know, they can, we're just automatically deducted from the Grab platform to make it easy for them. Yep. Um, yeah. So, so we want
0: to make it very, very easy for them. But in doing so, you also give them a sense of financial discipline too, right? Because it's built in. Is there a certain sense of joy internally of watch? I'm serious, right? About watching the development of GrabPay into GrabFin into... I wouldn't even say like the social impact, but yeah. just the purpose of saying now that we have this, giving that kind of protection to our partners, our driver partners, our merchant partners, and even micro SMEs, right? Yeah. The entrepreneurs on the platform gives a certain sense of joy internally.
1: Yeah, I I, I think Grab has always been very anchored on our mission. Yeah, it you feels know, like it. Um, whether it was safety, right, right, and, right. And now empower and, and then obviously now empowering our our um the everyday entrepreneurs right um <clears throat> we've we, we always been driven by that mm-hmm. uh and to, to the extent where we have made decisions where we are foregoing margins and you know profits because we want we want to move our mission forward right you know
0: look the way i look at it is if you have a long-term goal right if you're not here just for short-term gains if you look at things long-term and holistically yeah. you have time to, as you said, move this goal forward. Yeah. I think a lot about platforms like Grab. And I have thought it would be interesting if... Here's the way I look at it. If you have... I'm just going to make up a number. You can tell me if I'm close or not. I don't care. Two million merchants on the platform, including the drivers. Maybe it's three. Let's just call it three because the math is more fun. If it, everyone it's a does, little bit more than that. Let's call it ten. Yeah. I don't care. I'm just trying to make a point, right? And that point yeah. is, if everybody on the platform that works with or for Grab puts a dollar into a bucket, it's $10 million a month. It's $120 million a year. Now you could be running one of the biggest mutual fund businesses in the world. You're already licensed as a finance company. If you really want to drive things forward, I, I'm waiting for that to happen because now you can change the next generation of their families yeah. without them even knowing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yes. And uh, I think you're touching on the, the power of the platform. Yeah. yeah? And, um, you know, we... We have uh, recently launched a digital bank awesome. in Singapore. In right? Singapore? In Singapore. What's it called? GXS. Awesome. Yeah. Um, it's a JV, it's a joint venture with Singtel. Um, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, we also have uh, two more upcoming banks in Malaysia and Indonesia.
0: Which I'm sure you can't talk about. Which I won't I, ask. Which but I won't talk too much about. You're probably close to, able to talk it's, about it. It's
1: coming, it's coming. I get it. Um, and the, the whole thesis of the of a digital bank right is to is to be the bank for the the, the customers on the platform right right and, and you know we serve over almost 40 million um monthly active users today on the right. platform and right. and you know millions of uh, merchants and driver and delivery partners as well yep and that's that's where that's where the strength it's where the power of the platform, is, the platform yeah. comes in because yeah. that's, I mean, if we put a, if we, if we were to start up a digital bank on its own, competing against the incumbents, it's going to be really hard. Yeah. Right. But now we are, you know, very focused on serving this group of customers. Again, many of them are not really well served. Right. I think, I think that's a great way for us to advance our mission.
0: I, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Before I let you go, where does insurance fit into the whole platform and the types of services and protection you're you're providing to your partners? Oh,
1: I mean, it's 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 pretty core to our GFIN business, right? So GFIN consists of payments, right, lending, and insurance. Got it. I give you an example, um, please, with, uh, with our driver partners again, right? So uh, because of the the gig working type of uh, work and the income flow, it's quite and quite it goes up and down. Yeah. It becomes it makes it really difficult for most of our driver partners to to buy to pay for premiums upfront for an insurance policy. Right, right, right. So we've worked, and here where we here's where we worked with with a, with a great partner like Chubb. Yep. To come up with, you know, very bite sized easy to uh you know very affordable, accessible insurance products. This is really important for Go our ahead. driver for driver partners so that, right. um, as they drive on Grab, they're able to allocate a small amount of money towards building the protection. I love this. right? And um, yeah, and, and uh, there are many examples of, of an unfortunate, unfortunate event happening to our yep. driver partners and we were able to help them make a full
0: claim. <clears throat> that is awesome. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna let you go. Kel J Lim, regional of GrabFin. This was so important as a conversation for me to have. I learned a lot and I hope you come back. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. It's my it's pleasure. Okay. Right. Don't forget to follow Insurance for the New Possible on your favorite podcast platform and on YouTube to stay up to date on all of our amazing and informative content.